Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. Here's Pastor Ryan. Christianity. God's a God of order. I get going from church to church when the pastor turns woke or isn't preaching the truth. But trust me, there's believers that just go from church to church after a year or two because they, they just want that freedom to just not have accountability. We should, we should ask ourselves where God wants to plant us. And if the church teaches through the Bible, well, hang in there. Because the word of God is, is a trippy thing. It's supernatural. And if the pastor is anointed, it's going to go from heart to heart. If he's not, it's going to go from brain to brain. It doesn't change anybody when it goes brain to brain. But if it's heart to heart, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever had a job interview? Don't they want to know? Tell me about your old jobs. Why do they want to know? They want to know if you were there for a year or you were there for five or ten years. Don't they? Yes. Even the world knows that there should be some longevity, some consistency. Think about that. I think Jesus would be proud of that one. He would say, well, well probably well done, like, uh, the sons of darkness are shrewder than the sons of light. Good job. That's right. They do have that kind of order, right? And we should be more orderly. Um, the word of God is the most important thing. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. We are told and warned by God and that in the last days perilous times will come. That, that they, that the churches will not endure sound doctrine, that people are going to heap up for themselves teachers to tell them whatever they want to hear. They're called seeker friendly churches. They're pastors who don't want to ruffle feathers. They care more about filling the seats and filling the, the money trays. They, they, our job is to warn. Just like Psalm 19 says, by it your servant is warned. By your word, your servant is warned. If I wanted to be entertained, I'd go to a movie. That doesn't mean I, I promote dullness in the preaching, but still, you know what I'm saying? There's only so much I can do. I can't juggle. <laughs> so, the word of God is, is big. Stephen Charnock, you know who he is? No. I have this book that has these Puritans, and it's a great devotion I have. It's called Libraries of Spur from the Library of Spurgeon. So it's guys that Spurgeon pulled from. This guy was around in the 1600s. This is what he said about the Word of God. He said, The Word has more excellent instrumentality in it than other providences of God because it is 
a higher manifestation. The heavens and providence are instruments to instruct us. In other words, he says creation itself, which speaks of God, creation is an instrument of providence and of instruction to us. However, the word is an instrument to renew us. If the operation were natural, if the word of God was natural, it is not. It's supernatural. If the word of God were natural, the gospel would never be without its effect wherever it was preached. Just as the sun, where it shines in any land, both enlightens and warms, our Savior, Jesus Christ, then would have had more success since the gospel could not have greater natural efficacy than from his lips. Yet the number of his converts were probably not much more than about 500 or more, for so many he uh, appeared to after his resurrection, when many thousands in that land heard his voice and saw his miracles and basically said, no thanks. Some believe Jesus only had 500 converts, guys, and thousands heard his message from the sweet lips of our king and said, no thanks. That's one thing if it's the lost who says no thanks. But we live at a time where we're told the church, that believers are going to go from church to church, from preacher to preacher, avoiding what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. It tastes sweet, but it comes down and it becomes bitter because of the conviction, I need to change. That's what the Word of God does. When prophecy is used... It causes people to fall on their knees and say, woe is me, I am undone, I'm a sinner, I'm a man of unclean lips. The word is, that's why, the word, the word in there with the kids, with the lambs, it's the most important thing that they do. We teach our kids the the word of God. And we're praying one day we have a school here for our kids. We are the salt and light, and it is the truth of God's word that we use to combat the lies and the confusion of the enemy, who is the usurper of everything orderly and godly. Satan is the author of confusion. God is the author of order. And it has to do with how you hear. Jesus was one for ten with the lepers. One wanted Jesus, the other nine said no thanks. At the cross... He was one for two, 50-50. One thief died in his sins, and the other one said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. My goodness. The word of God. This is why Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 23 through 25, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. The Lord says, be careful how you hear. Be careful. So he he holds us responsible how we hear, you know, and, and it's the word. That's why Paul says, tons are great. I wish you all spoke in it, but more so that you prophesied. Because the words that you speak, that those words of life can change somebody's eternal destiny. 
It's that important. And it's not natural. It's an agent of grace. It's not natural. The sun shines on both the wicked and on the good. The rain falls on both the evil and on the good. The word of God falls on everybody and only those who have a heart to hear will be saved. And we live at a time, I'm telling you, it's going to get people will fall away from the faith, fall away from the faith, fall away from the faith. We're in those times because His judgment is coming near. We are in the last hour. Verse 32 says, And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Here he says that the spirits are subject to the prophets. Those practicing the gifts of the Spirit have control over the gifts of the Spirit they are practicing. There are charismatic churches that are out to lunch. You can watch them online. They're on YouTube. They go way back. Bethel in, in Redding, California, they're out to lunch. In, in the book of Acts chapter 2, it says that when the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke in, in, in the tongues, known tongues of the people that were there, foreign languages, they were able to speak foreign languages just to be able to, sh to, to share the, the goodness of the Lord, the praises of God. And they heard it in all their various languages. But some mocked and said, ah, they're filled with wine. In other words, they're drunk. And so, I don't know how they take that and say, well, if they thought they were drunk, they must have been acting like drunk. So we must act drunk as a manifestation of God's Holy Spirit. Because God acts drunk. And these videos are so sad. To me, they seem very demonic. It, it, they have a, you know, they call it drunk in the spirit or Holy Spirit laughter. I don't think so. They're giggling, just weird. God isn't weird. We're weird, not him. He's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Read Galatians 5, verse 22. They fall on the floor, they headbutt each other, and they call it Holy Ghost headbutting. They knock each other over. You've seen them running around, acting crazy. What is this? Do you see it practiced by the apostles in the Word of God? No. The Word of God is there to guide us. You listen to these ministers, they'll say, Man, I'm just following the Holy Spirit and, and, and it over the Word of God, they say. They admit it. The Holy Spirit will, will take us further than the Word of God. That's what they say. In other words, it's, it's, it's ways for people who want to do what they want to do, not what God wants them and commands them to do. It's their loophole in their own head and in their own heart to do whatever they want and just blame it on the Holy Spirit, which you come across these folks in ministry all the time. Yeah, God says to test deacons. Yeah, God says to pass this to faithful men. But I'm called to be a pastor, so I'm going to just be a pastor. I'm called to be a deacon. I'm just going to be. I'm called to be the teacher. I'm just going to go teach. 
But I always ask, who's your pastor? What church are you from? And you see that there's an avoidance of order. And they say, the Holy Spirit. And they blame the Holy Spirit for them wanting to live in disorder. God, the Holy Spirit, would not sin against his own word. Jesus will not go against his own word. May God be true and every man be a liar. Don't be caught up in emotions, but my friend, she's a wonderful person and she's a godly person and she says that the Holy Spirit and we... Or my friend, he's a, you know, same thing. You, I hear it. How talented people are. Who's their pastor? Where do they go to church? They don't go to church. They don't have a pastor. But then there's Christians who think they're just so spiritual. They're not. The Bible says it is better to obey than to sacrifice. God's not up there saying, I want it this way, but since you're so talented, you can have it this way. He's not impressed. He's not. It's this way or it's disobedience. And rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. But I feel good when I do it. People are happy. People call me pastor. People, you know, women calling themselves pastor. It's like, it's, it's an oxymoron. The word of God says no. Just like the word of God said no to Eve and to Adam. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I love you guys. This is truth, man. It is what it is. He's good. We do things orderly his way. He ends up blessing our socks off. That's what he does. All right. So let, for God is not, or, or the spirits are subject to, or spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask uh, their own husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in, in church. And if we look at the context of this guy, guys, it's not saying that a woman cannot prophesy or pray or... The, the context of this is that there was disorder in the church and the, the wives there in Corinth were speaking out during the service, asking their husband, what did he say? What did he mean? What did he say? Another one, what does he say? What did he, did you hear that? What did he say? Can he, you know, it was just a matter of distractions that Paul is trying to avoid and say, no, you know, let them, they have a question, let them ask afterwards at home. That's all that's about in, uh, uh, we're told in 1 Corinthians 11.5 that but every woman that prayeth or prophesieth, so women do pray and prophesy. Don't, don't get it twisted. Women have an important, amazing role in the church. And the power behind anything good that we do here is because of so many of the sisters praying. In fact, they probably pray more than the dudes. I give them that. <laughs> There's more, there's more sensitivity and affection and women are awesome. So don't be mad. (laughs) 
But um, anyways, so that's what he means here by the women. Um, he's just caring about order here. And uh, the question should be asked in a practical sense, since God's talking to our hearts about order, how is uh, the order in our lives this morning? How are we fulfilling the roles that promote order in our homes? Oh, we're told in God's commandments that children ought to obey their parents. It is the first commandment with a blessing that it would go good with them. Are your children well behaved? There are so many parents today that don't correct their children, right? Little Johnny is rude or whatever. Oh, mom's just so full of grace that she's turning Johnny into a rotten little kid. We need to make sure that, they're, that they act honorably that we are to train them up in the ways of the Lord, in the admonition of the Lord, that we don't provoke them to wrath. We love them. We care for them. We play with them. God blessed us with children. We're to play with them, love them, care for them. Not let those public schools brainwash them. You gotta, if, if they go, bring them home and brainwash them with the right stuff. The word. But love them. Train them up. I like my, my son, Tobias. He's seven years old. Uh, his teacher, and he's shy. He's a shy little guarito. But he, he, he uh, we get to the, his classroom, and his teacher goes, now, Tobias, lift up your head. Say bye to your father. And so he just looks at us. She makes sure that it's eye to eye, you know. And he, he's learning manners. That's God's order. It's God's order. Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And I loved yesterday's conference, man, because they chewed out all the guys. You know, you guys are just, Jesus isn't Lord, man. He says to do something and you don't do it. You're not washing your wife's mind with the word. You're not watching over your family spiritually. And they're a mess. That's your fault, husband. That's your doing. That's your fruit. And I, I'm convicted too. And I'm convicted too. And the wives, they're to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord in all things. And then Ephesians tells us we're supposed to submit unto one another in love. But it's order. It's order. Our home should be clean. We should teach our kids to do chores and to clean and to, and, uh, to have a healthy home. To give God our best with our temples, with our homes. You know, the psychology says that, you know, if a, if a person's, you know, room is a mess, home is a mess, car is a mess, you know, that's, that's a sign of where they're at men- mentally. And how many people have been healed psychologically just by cleaning their rooms, cleaning their cars, cleaning their homes? I'd hate for God to say, man, I would use you, but you're a pig pen. 
you know, you're, you're just, you're piggish. You know, I, I do believe that, uh, that cleanliness is, is near godliness. You know, to all of the Proverbs that talks about diligence and, and how it's just a swift highway that, you know, but the, the, I went by the house of a lazy man and there it was all overgrown with weeds. But a diligent person's home is ready to receive strangers and be hospitable to them and love them. Verse 36. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. I love that. He's basically saying, look, to the church, you think you're spiritual. To you prophets, right? He says, you know, to the prophet or to the spiritual person? Did the word of God come originally from you? He who is spiritual, let him acknowledge that the word that I write to you is a commandment of who? Of God. Like I said, there's plenty of churches will say, yeah, but the Holy Spirit has led us beyond the word of God. That's scary. That's terrifying. That's scary. That's terrible. If they're truly spiritual, they keep to God's order. They say, no, I don't care. Experiences come and go. Show us a sign, Jesus. Show us a sign and then we'll believe in you. He said, a perverse person, a perverse generation seeks after a sign. And no sign will be given to it except for the sign of Jonah. That as he was in the great belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. The only sign is that he died and rose on the third day. That is enough to change a person's heart if they so want it. But the most spiritual thing that we can do is obey the word of God. Yes. I'm in the business of people. I'm in the pastors are in the business of being blown off. Oh, that can't be from God. And that's what's happening with Paul in the Corinthian church. I'm in good, I'm on good ground. Jesus, they did the same thing to him. They insulted him so badly. Remember? How many times did they insult Jesus? How many times? And just like that Puritan said, he may, he probably had about 500 or a little over of converts. And Jesus said, a servant is not greater than his master. If they hated me, they will hate you. A good friend of mine, Pastor Gerald Hagerman from Calvary Chapel, Joshua Springs, he said to me, you can show people in the word exactly where they're wrong. But if they're going to hate you, Ryan, they're just going to hate you. And he said that with a big smile. And I'm like, yes. That's awesome. Because I'm supposed to rejoice when that happens. Great is my reward in heaven. So it's just part of being a follower of Christ. But as you speak prophetic words to people, you're going to face persecution too. Like, oh, that's, you're so rigid, so legalistic. Anyways, we'll finish up. Here we go. But if anyone is ignorant, what does he say? Let's just let them be ignorant. Shoot, can't run from God's lesson. 
Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in what? Order. Father, we thank you for your word. It's so good. We need order in our lives, Lord. You are the God of order and of peace. And Lord, you know where each and every one of us is at. We want to be obedient to your word, Lord, for it does not come from Paul, but it comes from you, God, using Paul to speak to the Corinthians, to speak to Sweet Hills this morning. Help us, Lord. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.